0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock,
1: Jess talked about a new colorful beta Twitter program.
0: We talked about new Amazon bidding for advertisers.
1: Oh, and Jess talked about how she's signing up for law school and her fancy Mercedes.
0: And Craig referenced fungus medication and fake Instagram followers.
1: Ew. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn.
0: And I'm Jess Bud,
1: And it is officially a Marketing O'Clock here on January 18th, 2019. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday shows live without a net on YouTube, Friday mornings, or you can consume us via your favorite podcasting player.
0: And follow along with us in our show notes. To do so, just head over to marketingclock.com for all the links from today's articles.
1: All right. And first up, this week in the news, Google, Lenfest, Consys, and Knight are teaming up with Automatic and WordPress to create something called Newspack. And Newspack is a fast, secure, low-cost publishing system that is quote, tailor-made, unquote, to the needs of small newsrooms.
0: I, that was important information that you gave, but you're supposed to start off and yell like the title of the article, right? Stop the presses.
1: Oh, yeah, I should have done that. That's how Google, that's the, <laughs> yeah. the title Google gave their little announcement there. Stop the presses. You should do it. Yeah, I don't think that presses anymore, though. Well, stop them. I think they've already been stopped. That's what I'm saying. We don't even need to yell anymore. It's more like start the presses again. Just wanted to have a little
0: fun. Oh, start the presses.
1: I like (laughs) it. And if you want to find out more about this, you can head over to newspack.blog. And I'm just going to double check that because me and top level domains don't really mix.
0: I'm checking it. Checking it right now.
1: Okay. And so we are. So what Newspacks. It says is we're seeing a need for inexpensive platform that provides the technology and support that lets news organizations build their businesses and focus on what they do best, providing critical reporting for their communities.
0: That is the correct URL, by the way, newspack.blog.
1: I I actually, now anytime I have a top-level domain, that's not a .com, I research the heck out of it. So it is. And the one thing that I thought was interesting there is when they said build their businesses. And there's not a ton of information as to how Newspack is actually going to look, but how I would like to see it look would be to allow people to create content quickly and easily on something they own. So not like a medium. Um, and, And that's something that really stuck out to me is, yeah, let's build their businesses, not Newspack's businesses. So if you are a small newsroom or if you work in a small newsroom, you can sign up by February 1st. The detailed, the application is pretty detailed. You need to put in, I think, like eight different questions. There's this list of criteria for you to to work with and to be eligible for Newspack. And you can head over to a, to Newspack.blog. And I believe that is the site where the application lives. There's also a link over to WordPress that sent me in this crazy recursive mm-hmm. loop. trying to, And it kept sending me back to newspack.blog and then the other one to try to find out more information. Oh, so the details are a little, a little light on, on that. But again, head over to newspack.blog and that's where you can get the application to sign up for.
0: It doesn't look that bad. I mean, there's a lot of questions there, but it's pretty simple. We should but if you look at the,
1: at the criteria, it, it is actually pretty, pretty serious criteria in, in order to be eligible for that.
0: That's good. I'm down with that. Speaking of serious criteria, Twitter has a new beta testing app and it's going to be launching in a few weeks. Hopefully not everyone is going to get it though. Um, The serious criteria to (laughs) to qualify was not released, I don't believe. But a select number of users are going to have access to this app, which will give them new features and changes that Twitter wants to test. So I think this is really interesting. It's a really interesting approach that they're not just going to start testing things right on Twitter. They're going to have a separate app for it. they, the way that they described it, it seemed kind of more like a breeding ground of ideas where it's things in the early phase that they want to test.
1: That sounds like you might get some good stuff, but breeding ground sounds just <laughs> like you might get some bad stuff. It's a, I think of breeding ground like germs and bacteria, like, you know, your your cell phone is a dirtier than your toilet. It's a breeding ground for death and all that stuff you hear.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are my words, not Twitter's. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But, but I think actually to your point, though, that's that's pretty, pretty legitimate uh, thought that you have just because they did say that it's going to be things, ideas kind of in their infancy and things that they want to test and see how the community interacts with them and what they think. And, you know, it's not really like a beta test for something that's almost ready to go live. It's really, you know, start to finish the new features and some of the things that they said they wanted to test um, the heart removal, which I think we reported on a while back that uh, they said they wanted to get rid of. Many, many months ago, they're going to test um, possibly removing that and other changes to engagement.
1: And I believe they're removing it from the main view. And then if you click into a tweet, you in this beta that, that, that they showed TechCrunch, it appeared that you still would have that ability to heart. It just wouldn't be front
0: and center. Yes, which I think is nice. They did say it kind of cleaned it up visually a little bit, and I agree with that. So cool that it's still there, but something that there was buzz about. They also talked about color-coded replies,
1: and why on earth do we need color-coded <laughs> replies? I didn't know that Twitter was as hard to use as, as, as it is because it doesn't seem hard to use no. to, just to me. And I also was like anti all, all the things initially. So just that's my caveat. Um, but the ability to say the tweet is from somebody else, like I understand that. I don't need different colors personally like I can kind of follow
0: the pattern you can you can read
1: yeah I, I can read and I, I see who who's tweeting to who the colors look amazingly obnoxious I thought you were gonna just say amazing. bright green Ugh. and then they're just it looks like a bad Christmas ass yes. when you look at it from and again you can head over to the, <laughs> the show notes and find that article on TechCrunch so I don't think we need the color stuff I didn't even know that Twitter was this broken. I thought Twitter finally had, like, hit their stride with the actual product itself. Obviously, you know my thoughts on Twitter ads, mm-hmm. and they haven't even started the stride there. But on the product, I, I, think, I think Twitter's great. We don't need color-coded replies.
0: No, I did think that that was pretty ugly. I agree with you on that. I did. It was a little messy, but the community will tell them, right? They're going to test it and and we shall see. They also talked about different ways to sort conversations and other things. I think the, the app itself and the idea is great, but the ideas that they talked about in this article maybe weren't so great. But I mean, it's pretty neat. We could talk about it all day long and, and gripe about the fact that they're not doing this with ads, but people know how we feel.
1: Yep. All right. Next up, speaking of doing something cool with ads, Amazon is enabling dynamic bidding and bid adjustments for sponsored product ads. And this story comes from Ginny at Marketing Land. And Amazon is changing the way that sponsored products ads can be bid. And, And there's really three ways now that you'll be able to bid on sponsored product ads you'll be able to say dynamic bids down only. And this is, again, allowing you as an advertiser to pay less if Amazon thinks that there's not a great match with the sponsored product that you're out there promoting. You can also say dynamic bids are up and down. So <laughs> if you choose this option, Amazon can take your bid and move it up if they think it's a really good match based on you know, the user data that they have and, uh, and history and they can bid up to 100% of whatever your bid is, or they could bid it down as well. There is no just up only. It's So again, it's, right now we're at dynamic bids down only and dynamic bids up and down. And then the other one is fixed bids, where you bid whatever you want. The other item coming to sponsored products, ads, are placement bid adjustments and reporting. In addition to the bidding changes, Amazon is letting advertisers set adjustments for the top of the search page and for product page placements. So you can now bid, you can multiply and I believe it's up to 900% um, depending on if you want to be at the very top for a search and or for related products. So Obviously, it's a big deal. There was this study last year from Third Door Media that said one-third of marketers worldwide said they spent um, between 10% and 25% of their digital ad budgets on Amazon, and one in 10 people said they put anywhere from 25% to 50% of their ad spend on Amazon. So giving these folks even more tools, this is a big plus for Amazon.
0: Yeah, and I really like that idea of bidding down only. If you only have so much to spend and you want to maybe, you know, smarter about that. I love that. I wish Google would do that.
1: Yes. I was just going to say that. I wish that <laughs> Google would take their cues from Amazon here. Yeah. And then, of course, we'd see it in Bing, you know, three months later. But <laughs> e- even with all of this now, I'm still just going to sort by average customer review. So you guys can bid all you want on me. And, you know, that's one of the things where, look, I'm just going after average customer review. You're
0: so a real cowboy, Greg Finn. I,
1: I sure am. All right. And that does it for our news for this week. And it brings us to this week's lightning round. <laughs> All right. First up this week, there's a tweet from BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe from G Squared Interactive. And he has a tweet that says, Looks like a new format on mobile for best of queries when Google provides a found on the web list. Now it's at the top in a vertical list format with the ability to expand. Wow. It can take up the entire viewport. See the before and after. Your number one ranking might not be so powerful. Again, you can get to this in the show notes today but the example that Glenn had shown was Google Google's search engine results pages for the term best analytics tool and not surprisingly there was <laughs> Google marketing platform first but it took up the entire serps with a listing of all of the tools that Google had surfaced um, as Glenn had had mentioned it is showing the best of kind of queries and the thing that was really poor from a usability experience to me is, is that when you click on one of these analytics tools, and, and I was just going off the example that Glenn gave, um, you then hop in and you get to their own customized search results. So let's say that in this example that Glenn has, you could see, I'll click on the, the bottom one, KISS Metrics that Google has labeled. A best analytics tool that doesn't even exist anymore. So if you go to kissmetrics.com, you are redirected to neilpatel.com. No idea who did that. R.I.P. But um, so if you if you click on that, you get to a whole new list of search results around Kissmetrics, and it's like here's top ten analytics tools, and then you have to go in there and kind of find where Kissmetrics was located. So to me, this is super clunky. It is not 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 a good experience. And uh, again, this Googlification of these results. We're trying to, Google's trying really hard to make it easy. And a lot of cases they're missing. And this is like front and foremost. Yeah. I don't like the fact that they're telling me what the best stuff is. Like, give me some actual articles and some people. I don't want you to tell me that your product is the best. I just don't. And you know what? If I keep getting that, I'm going to stop using Google.
0: Yeah. Well, their product's not the best, right? Because you just said it's an awful experience. And you're being nice. This is useless. If you can't even click on the things that it's showing you, what is the point?
1: The point is to go get some more search results and go find out for yourself.
0: I could just scroll to page two, scroll, (laughs) click through the next page of results, whatever.
1: And I was doing it live as well. And I I think there's, there's, it it could be problematic. I was, I was doing some other analytics tool searches and not only did uh, Google's marketing platform come up first. Uh, Google Analytics, or sorry, not Google Analytics. That would actually be a good match. (laughs) Google Ads came up before something like like the Adobe Marketing Cloud. Wow. And it's like, you're making these calls Mm -hmm. now? That doesn't seem like it's a great outcome for the user.
0: Seems fishy. Seems like they're up to something at Google. I don't know. Bing's up to something, though. The Bing Partner Program released a... Statement article. I don't know. New beginnings in the new year. There are some changes coming to the Bing Partners program. Um, you can check the link in the show notes for all the full details. But just some things to talk about here. Um, they're going off of the calendar year now, so woohoo! They said they wanted to align better with the way that businesses operate, or or just the world because we all use the calendar year, I think, for measuring years usually.
1: I don't. I only use the constellations. I look at the stars.
0: Oh, Ursa Major.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> what minor. Month does that make it uh, October?
0: Perfect. It's January, so you better check your system. Um, They're also offering ways for partners to connect with each other in a more of a community-based setting. And they also said that they're going to do an annual webcast with case studies, key learnings, things to look for in the coming year. And that would be available, again, just to people in the partners program.
1: Okay. And we've got the link in the show notes, but good luck to anybody (laughs) that's trying to find any of this information out. The Bing Partners site and blog is like an MC Escher painting where you just – you don't know that one? No. It's like the stairs that all connect.
0: (gasps) I love those. You're all like,
1: what what is this? That's Bing Partner. That's their site. They're
0: beautiful then, but, yeah, you can't get anywhere.
1: Yeah, V, you can't do anything. (laughs) So we'll try to highlight some of those links in there. Another thing just to note on that news is that if you are going to try to be a select or elite tier of Bing Partner status – you can only do so until March 31st. So along with these announcements of this calendar year, not the celestial calendar year. So forget Castor and Pollux and all that. It's on 2019 (laughs) through March 31st. You have to put that application in if you want to be select or elite status uh, with Bing Partners. And then there is a sweepstakes as well. And the grand prize is a trip for two individuals of a winning agency to go to the Bing Partner Summit in May 2019 at Microsoft headquarters. So should be some pretty spicy stuff.
0: Seems like a good time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I love it. (laughs) All right, next up, Instagram is caught selling ads to follower-buying services that it banned. And this article comes from TechCrunch, where Josh over there did a big deep dive on the... basically got so annoyed that Instagram kept trying to sell them Instagram followers that just kind of outed all these companies, a lot of goofy company names like Graham Gorilla (laughs) and Macurex. It sounds like that weird fungus commercial where that weird little thing rips the toe off and like oh, the fungus. You never seen that one?
0: No, I have. I was Doesn't thinking Mucinex, like, but you're talking about the, the oh, Lamisil.
1: I don't, I don't. I don't. know. But yeah, <laughs> it sounds it's, like
0: medicine. Mac, no, agree. no, it's
1: it's Macurex. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but anyway, so so these these companies were selling Instagram followers and then allowing being eligible to advertise on Instagram. TechCrunch outed these companies and. They are no longer advertising on Instagram, hmm. and that's it.
0: That is as disgusting as foot fungus. I mean, really. It's awful. Bad, bad Instagram. And bad Facebook, too. A new study from Pew Research Center found that, and I quote, about half of Facebook users say they are not comfortable when they see how the platform categorizes them, and 27% maintain the site's classification do not, classifications do not accurately represent them. So there's more to this article. There's a lot that they did a a whole study on um, different things that Facebook knows about you and how people feel about that. So it's a good read. You should look into it. But when I first read this, especially that opening quote, I just thought to myself, people are being whiny. They don't want to be called out for what they are because they're behaving a certain way on the Internet. Boo hoo. Get over it. But then I thought, let me just look at what Facebook thinks about me. And some of it made sense. They had a couple animal things in my interest and also search engine marketing. I was like, oh, I I do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. But the very first thing on my list was law school admission test.
1: Jess, is there something you need to tell me? (laughs) No,
0: I'm so not going to leave and and go be a lawyer. I don't know that I was just like, what? (laughs) I
1: liked it. I think I think I think it's a sign. It's an omen. We need to have Bud and Bud, Esquire Incorporated, Ooh, or well, Bud and Sons.
0: Bud and Sons. Yeah. to have, have lot to of sons. sons.
1: You know, that, <laughs> it that's makes it more legit. legit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, when I become a lawyer, um, I could drive a Mercedes because apparently I'm interested in that as well. And also construction and tax deduction. These were listed as my interests. So I don't know. People, I, I understand why people are upset, but it's funny and all. But as an advertiser who's spending money on Facebook, I'm a little bit worried because we think we have these great targeting options. And like if someone's trying to sell LSAT like prep tests, they're wasting money on me. I'm gonna get that that so, ad because I'm interested in law school admission tests.
1: So you're the one eating up all my monocle budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I see what's happening. It's here.
0: wild. I don't know. Very it's it's actually really interesting stuff. And I don't if know. somebody
1: wanted to see their interest, how would they go about that?
0: Um, I couldn't find it on my own, actually. Um, They make it a little bit difficult. And I don't even know if you could do it on the Facebook app. I think you might have to do it on your desktop. Don't quote me on that. Um, But in the article, which we have linked to in the show notes, there is a link in there, and it takes you right to your preferences.
1: Great. Next up in the news, Google's search liaison, Danny Sullivan, has some tips for Google News. There are the usual tips, like don't have scraped content, don't have duplicate content, Make sure that you have specific dates. There's also a link over to the Google News initiative um, with all the details that you need to adhere to. But the one thing that I really like from this that I see all the time and we see all the time and we tell people not to and we just can't get them away from this practice is to avoid artificially freshening stories. Hey, guys, taking your 2018 top 10 list (laughs) and just switching it to a 19 don't do that. No. And again, whenever you see something like this, it's great just to send it over to clients or whomever that might be those really stubborn folks that just think every time it's a calendar year, they're flipping a January and flipping to the next year with their their content creation as well.
0: Yeah. And don't do it by the celestial year either. or No, calendar
1: absolutely not that. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> it is the, the year of Leo the lion.
0: Okay. Aw. Okay, um, next up we have a a mini segment we're calling Fresh from the Inbox. Fresh. So this is fresh from Greg Finn's inbox and hopefully many of yours as well. Optimize is getting a new streamlined look. So if you're using Google Optimize, hopefully you also got this email. But if you didn't, just a couple of things of note new code installation. If you're setting up Optimize, there's just one snippet now. They've added a super easy, even easier way to link up Optimize with your GA account. And they've also added a visual step-by-step guide for getting things set up. So if you're using Optimize, you probably saw this, but if you're not, I mean, now's the time to set up. Life ain't never been easier.
1: Yep. And I, I ran through it. It just looks cleaner. That didn't, I didn't nice. notice anything huge. If there is anything huge, we'll report back to you next week. Fresh All right. from the inbox. And next up, is an article from google called an update on the google webmaster central blog comments and spoiler alert coming (laughs) if you haven't read this article yet big spoiler alert they're killing off the comments and i think this is a good example where many folks have killed off the comments i know over at third door media search engine land uh, marketing land all comments are gone trying to keep up on comments is a It's a painstaking task, and Google can't even do it. So, you know, that's something that is becoming more and more acceptable. I personally like the comments. Some things like Facebook comments can help you be real humans to do it, and I do think there is some engagement on there that makes sense. But Google's killing off comments. And just one minor gripe with this, how about you change the title of the article instead of an update to the Google Webmaster Central blog comments to saying... We're removing the Google Webmaster Central blog comments. Save us a click. Come I on, mean, Google. Don't you don't
0: you want to click through and read no. the whole statement no, about it? It'd probably way too many words for no. what they needed Just to do. Just tell accomplish. me it's gone. <laughs> Save me a click. Come on. <laughs> Bye. Well, they're gone. You you heard it here okay. first, folks. All
1: right. And then if you had your ears plugged, the spoiler is over.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so come back to us because we're gonna talk about something new. Free dive, Amazon's free video on demand service. Um, it's, it, it's Amazon and IMDb, I believe. Uh, but it's basically a free service. You can watch popular movies and TV shows for free. There's no paid description required. You can do this on IMDb itself and on all Fire TV devices. So it's pretty cool. Uh, but if it's free, obviously that means it's supported by something, ads, uh, which is great. Um, it could be a huge opportunity for us digital marketing folks. And I
1: like the fact that it's on Amazon. You know, like Amazon has so many devices mm-hmm. and is like the leader. And all that. So that's pretty cool. What I don't like is the name, free dive.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what free diving is?
0: You jump off a cliff, right?
1: No. Oh. Or maybe. I didn't think so. I I think it's when you are on a boat, hop off the boat, you're in the water, and then you go as far down as you can with no breathing apparatus.
0: Oh, that sounds terrifying.
1: It does. And hopefully the service isn't nearly that terrifying. But here in the office, we have running (laughs) jokes because our fantastic audio engineer here hope thinks that everything is a sport she thinks a Westminster dog show is a sport she <laughs> thinks darts are a sport I don't know if we ever got her take on the spelling bee but I bet she thinks that's a sport so hope let's have a new segment here called hope on the street and we're going to hope here and is free diving a sport I need
0: more information. <laughs> needs more information <laughs> I like- Diving competition? There I is there
1: is a competition. There is a world record. Then it's, a sport. it's a sport. You heard it here first, folks. Because
0: there's a world record. There's a world record for like number of
1: paper clips swallowed. Jess, she said that competitive eating was a sport.
0: It is. No.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. On to more news here. So. Bing has an article called Easily Managed Dynamic Search Ad Campaigns with Page Feeds. If you are one of the few folks that are using dynamic search ads or DSAs, you now can use a page feed. Again, people that should be using DSAs or if you have to try to get new products promoted quickly or if you've got custom labels and you want to try to group products, 99% of people shouldn't be using DSAs.
0: More like ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Yes, and there was also a really funny thing about
1: the the time frame that they it was going to be picked up on from Bing. So, this is a really rare one. But if you're using DSAs, there's some cool new new features for you.
0: All right. Next up, YouTube released an announcement titled "Strengthening Enforcement of Our Community Guidelines." Pretty self-explanatory if you want to read the whole thing, the link's in the show notes, but they're going to be strengthening their enforcement of community guidelines. That's actually a good headline for you. We saved you a click.
1: I love that. Great job, YouTube. Hey, Google Webmaster Blog, take some cues there. Mm. All right, next up, bringing more transparency to political ads in 2019. And that is the headline from Facebook. And what Facebook is doing is making a new political ad library and, and repository for India, for the EU. And then they're taking this and it's going to be uh, everything is going to be global um, by in June. And one other note, the EU library uh, is going the transparency tools, I think is what they're called in the EU is going to be out before those May elections. so you'll be able to see who is behind each one of those sneaky ads. And then last up, I just put this one in here because earlier we talked about the news pack and base camps site or blog or just news repository signal versus noise is moving off of medium. And they said that when we moved over to Medium, it was all about attracting big blogs and other publishers. This is gonna be a new space for a new time where publishers could find a home. And it was for a while.
0: And nice. it brings
1: me back to the main point of News Pack. Anything you see that's new and shiny, make sure you control it. The problem with Medium, everybody moved off of Medium, the Ringer moved off of Medium, you know, signal versus noise. People, if you can't control what you're doing, it's going to be a problem. And you're going to be handcuffed in with same with your group that you've got on Facebook groups that you're never going to be able to pull off. Maybe think about investing in a forum. And anytime you build a fantastic property, but you do it on something that's not your land, you're in trouble. And so that's just my little word of caution for whatever news pack is going to be. Might be good, might might not be. But if you're beholden to others, it's going to be a problem at some point.
0: Yeah, and I love that you brought that up because you griped a lot about that in 2018, I feel. And I griped about it in 2015. Yes, true.
1: Is it, tw- is it 2015? I feel like one point it went from 2015 to like
0: 2015. 2015
1: sounds dumb. Yeah, I feel like nobody 2015. said 2015. Okay, Yeah. anyway, know. that brings us to this week's WTH. W? T. H. All right, and this week's WTH comes from Marketing Land and Kirk Williams, who has a post called Opinion. Google Partners program incentives should include actual client goals. And Kirk did a great job showing that many of the rewards that you can get, you can get popcorn machines and Google bicycles and Google Home Maxes and things like that. But the incentivization is about adding some different automations, whether it be display or search or audience-based. And it's not necessarily about trying to improve your client goals and so this was just something that's super timely to me you know like hey let's check what we're trying to do here are we trying to force our new technology down people's throats or are we going to say instead let's include client goals so this was great another thing if i have a little piece here i'll say opinion google partners take a look at yourself that's just a little article i just wrote right now (laughs) and the problem is the partner program is a joke. You can't even search to see you as a real partner anymore. They took that away in 2018 as we reported. And the partner program now is just trying to make you use all the new technology that they put out. And many times that technology isn't gonna be a win for their clients. So I'm with you, Kirk, and also here first, make the partner program something that is useful for people looking for a partner.
0: Yeah, We need that. Yeah. and. I- all for the sake of swag too though right you're gonna do all of this cool automation stuff that doesn't necessarily help anybody but you can get a popcorn machine for it i mean i want a popcorn. i love swag and sweepstakes so google and bang are on my happy list they're giving away a lot of things this week but yeah i mean to your point in all seriousness okay well
1: we'll have a meeting after this and we'll start doing more automation on display then and we'll be have a popcorn machine here in our office
0: no because we'll probably won't have an office anymore because our clients, yeah, leave clients
1: leave are <laughs> And that brings us to this week's cool tool. Cool tool. All right. This week I had one cool tool slated and then I just axed it because I couldn't do it. It's from (laughs) Salesforce and it's called the Lightning Platform Mobile, where you can now make in-depth mobile apps without developers but that's just a bad idea. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. I think it's like $25 a month and you can go start making making sub- substantial mobile apps. I'm going to do it. Okay, you can go do it, but we are not advocating that as a cool tool. Instead, this week, we are going over to Ben Mross's Speed Demon. And this is actually an article you can find on Medium. Again. That's Mm -hmm. never probably going to transfer anywhere other than Medium, just a side note. But it is called Speed Demon and it is a really simple tool that uses Google Sheets and it has an app script that runs everything. And what you can do is you can choose a set of URLs and then you can also input a list of emails of people and you can have different thresholds to say, if my site is slower than this, please email these folks that, you know, once that threshold is hit and the email will go out to all these people. And my favorite thing, it records everything in that Google Sheet. So you can go back in time and say, oh, here is how fast I was in January, You know, this week, this week, this week. And it gives you that benchmark. And it's just a very, very simple tool that is absolutely free. You just have to go to the site that's in our show notes and get an API key. And you can start tracking all of your speed and alerting whomever might need it and keep it for eternity.
0: That is actually really cool. That's way cooler than random mobile apps. Yes. which I'm not going to make, by the mobile way. I'm not spending apps, $25 on that.
1: Mobile apps without developers. It's a brave new world. <laughs> Good luck. All right, <laughs> and that brings us to our must-read marketing article of the week, an article too in-depth, too detailed to cover fully on the show here today. This week's article comes from Joshua Hardwick. Related to Chris? I don't know. Ah. Who knows? But the article is called, How to do a content audit and boost your organic traffic, template included. And the article is on Ahrefs and... They took a look at their site content and had reduced the content by 31.7%. And instead of seeing a drop in search traffic, they saw an increase by 7%. And in the article, it's really detailed. There's a flow chart. Obviously, there's a downloadable template. It is very in-depth, very detailed. There's videos, and there is just a slew of information that you can check out over at ARAFS. So thank you, Joshua.
0: And that does it for today's show.
1: It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock.
0: Remember, you can catch everything from our show today on marketingoclock.com. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode coming up.
1: And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's Shootin' the Heck. After our famous Friday shows where we don't talk about marketing anymore, all we do is shoot the heck. This week, we're going to do one of my favorites, poke holes in this, Yes. and we go through some of my pretty silly ideas and Jess tells me whether or not there are holes to be poked or if they're pretty good. All right. I'm going to go from order of good to good to bad here. And in your opinion? In my opinion. Okay. First up, Noted. clear Band-Aids. Not just the actual adhesive. I want the part that catches all the blood to be clear. Ugh. And the rationale is... I want to see what's happening. (laughs) Like, what if there's, like, a big problem? People keep Band-Aids on way too long. Clear Band-Aids. What do you think?
0: First of all, if there's a big problem and all you did was put on a Band-Aid, that's your fault. Okay? But, (laughs) I mean... Ew, though. No. I mean, I wish people could see the face that I made when you said that, but I just think of how disgusting it is when you peel them off and you look at the, I, no.
1: Wouldn't it be cool to see yourself healing live, like a window of healing? That's pretty cool.
0: That is a great idea, but it would just be muddied by, it'd be bloody. <laughs> it'd like, just be covered by all the blood. And and some people, then you're walking around with this clear bandaid on. It's good for you. But then other people are like, look at that guy's finger. He needs help. I don't like it. Seven Seven holes poked, I think.
1: Okay. Next up. Shower toilets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People are all about having benches in their in their showers. It's like shower life. Why not just throw a toilet in there? And I've got some, some some backup facts. If your toilet ever over floods, the water will still go right down the drain. And I don't know who wouldn't want and you don't need the bench. You just have the toilet, you close the cover,
0: and you got a little bench there. So I have experienced a toilet in the shower. What? This exists? <laughs> yes. I got to um, check my trademark. Yeah. It's uh, the Pod Hotel. And they try to keep everything super efficient and small space. And so the toilet is literally in the shower. And you are you made great points. Those are all major benefits. But if you take a shower and then realize you have to go to the bathroom and you've, you've already dried up and put your clothes on, now your toilet is soaked. And it's an awful weird thing to sit on a wet toilet. So if you're going to have another toilet in your bathroom also for use while not in the shower, then I think it's great because of all the, the benefits that you pointed out. But if it's your only toilet, then like your mom comes over and she's like, ah, I brought you cookies. Oh, got to pee. Like, oh, mom, I just took a shower. You want to slide around on that? Go ahead. I don't know. Okay.
1: All right. So next up. So it seems like you, you poked... It's it's good if it, if it's double. So we'll put yes. the caveat in there. No holes poked if you have two toilets. Yeah. Next up, when you're doing hazardous work with materials, you might find yourself putting on one of those big masks right over your face. And so I came up with the idea. What, what are the the iPod ones? The earbuds? The earbuds? Or that's a dog. Right? It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a, a golden dog. retriever that plays sports. I, I buds iPods? Uh, eh. AirPods. AirPods. Oh, thanks, Generation Z. Okay, so it's like the AirPods, but they're for your nose. So you're doing that work. Instead of putting a big, huge, clunky mask on, you put on your nose buds. Just put them right up in there. No vapor is getting in.
0: I like that. As long as they don't fall out, which you would (laughs) design them so that they don't. Like Kind of like how earplugs can conform to your ears. These would conform to your nose.
1: As long as you could still breathe also. I thought about this this morning, and I don't think this was fully fleshed out enough because you still need something for your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Whoops>. Actually, <laughs> all right, all right. I didn't even think of that. Uh, yep. I'll poke a hole in that one. Yeah, you're right.
1: Okay, next one. There's many different fi- flavors of beer now. You own a beer store yourself, shouts to Brewed and Bottled Ooh. in Lewiston, New York. I haven't heard of an aloe vera beer before. Have you ever had one of those aloe vera drinks? Yes. There's chunks in there. Yes. So I say we have aloe vera beer, and you have those little hydrating chunks in there that can guarantee no hangover.
0: I have no holes. That sounds delicious and helpful. And healthy. And healthy, yeah. Absolutely. Aloe. Okay.
1: How crazy of an idea do you want?
0: Like an 11 out of
1: 10. Okay, here's one. (laughs) An apocalypse fire drill. I was thinking about this with Bird Box when I was watching Bird Box. We were so ill-prepared for an apocalypse. I mean, that's the whole point of the term apocalypse. I understand that. But I feel like maybe having some sort of fire drill where we cut the power and we cut the water for like a week. And we're just like, hey, how is everybody doing here? It's a test run so that we can all be really nice to each other and helpful when the real apocalypse comes. The apocalypse fire drill.
0: Do you know that this is happening? Is your government like, hey, we're going to do a fire drill next week. Take off work. Get your groceries.
1: No, it's a fire drill. It, you, you don't <gasps> you're not supposed to know when fire drills happen or else, you know, it's a planned thing.
0: I know. But I, that just seems like a, a really awful thing to do to people. Well, well, OK. Are they going to know it's a drill once it's started? Yes. They're not going to think the world is actually correct. Ending. OK. Uh,
1: I don't know. I'll leave it up to you.
0: I don't, because I feel like for it to work, people need to actually think that they're not going to come out alive on the other end of this unless they help themselves. But you might have a lot of, like, I feel like this is a big PR problem for whoever's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know that we could pull it off as a society and ever come back.
1: Okay. Yeah. I do, I'm just, I want us to be prepped. I want us all to be prepped.
0: I think you, you just make like a checklist and, and know the, all the exits in your home and, and have a plan.
1: Yeah. That, that seems a lot safer. <laughs>
0: I don't know, man.
1: Okay. Wow. We'll get to writing that then. Yeah. All right. And that does it for this week's (laughs) shooting the heck.
0: Be safe out there.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: Bye.